0: and fellow adventurers welcome to the min Maxed podcast we want to thank you for joining us and you do so as we continue the extinction curse we want to invite you to come join our discord where you can hang out with us and other listeners of the show if you'd like to throw a little financial support our way you can check out our new venmo or our patreon and a shout out to all of those at our big number level and above rock jedi wolf Blotomus slump emily s Jason K, Just Mike Works, and Ross D. We appreciate all of our patrons, you really do help keep this show going. And now a recap of Session 53. After having defeated Mistress Dusklight, we speak to Mizale, her very upset Paladin lover. He eventually tells us about some things we'll encounter. We go through a mirror maze room that doesn't matter at all because we've broken this dungeon. Then we come to a room with some paint-flinging giant clowns. We pretty much demolish them, and Turtle gets revenge on Creel, who had killed her mother. We move into another room where we find Drogden, the evil druid who made Moonlight. He is accompanied by some fucked up animals. The animals go down pretty quickly, but Drogden is a tough bitch. After a lot of back and forth, Moonlight fittingly gets the killing blow. And we're left staring at a magical dagger.
1: So after Drogden goes down, that dagger that he's holding kind of suspends in midair for a moment and then falls down onto his corpse.
2: Moonlight calls out, Don't touch the dagger. I won't. Otherwise goes to investigate it. He doesn't want to touch it, but, like, look at it, type magic on it, try and figure out what it is. The
1: dagger is a, a short decorative blade. Looks like it's been cast of a pitch black steel. The simple hilt is capped with a large ruby. The facets of the rubies seems to eat light as opposed to reflecting it. It's definitely magical. Your spell slime would react to it. What kind of magic? You're gonna make a occultism check if you're gonna do anything. Yeah, occultism.
2: Yeah. Moonlight will also move up to inspect it. Not, not touch again. Not touching it, but kind of look at it.
1: Uh, what kind of magic is it, though? Oh, school, uh, evocation, thirty-three.
2: Moonlight will also look it over and get a nineteen.
1: Moonlight, when you're looking at the dagger. You're kind of getting this tunnel vision towards it. Like everything else around starts fading away and your vision is really focused on that dagger. Give me a will save.
2: Uh, And I'm also still detecting the spirit inside of the hilt, right? Correct. Moonlight gets a 29 on their will save.
1: A 29 will succeed. Uh, You feel for a moment like you're about to pass out. Like, sensation of, you know, you kind of have your vision close in and you get that moment of wooziness, but you recover from it. Kind of shake it off. That distracts you. You don't really know exactly what the dagger is. You do know that it's dizzying to look at. Wizard, the blade is really black. You don't see any reflection in it at all. You don't recognize the magic. I know you got, what was it, a 33? Yeah. It's not something that you can compare anything to. You're kind of staring at it and mulling it over. How much time do you just stare at it and consider it? Oh, how long are we hanging out in this
0: room? I mean, I'll look at it, it until I try and figure it out.
2: I think after studying this dagger for the ten minutes that we need to, and like you said, Moonlight's kind of... Feeling woozy about it afterwards. I think they would just pick it up.
1: Moonlight's going yeah, to pick it up? Moonlight's going to pick
2: it up. Because they yeah. remember this dagger, right? Like, this was the oh, dagger yeah. that he was wielding, like, when I first came into consciousness.
1: Yeah, absolutely. It's probably one of your first memories. So, as Moonlight, you reach your branches out to grasp the hilt. Time kind of slows for a moment before you close your grip around it. And when you do, a voice echoes in your head. Ah, the seed.
2: Another voice in my head? Again? Really? Who are you?
0: <laughs> Soro.
2: Did you say Sorrow?
0: No, Soro. Did you say Sauron? No. You say Sorry? No, Soro.
2: And who exactly is that?
1: That's me. You're holding me.
2: You are this presence I sense in the dagger?
1: Well, if you can sense presences, then yes. That is likely me. What's your name? Moonlight. Nice to meet you, Moonlight. Does anybody react to Moonlight talking to themselves?
2: I wouldn't well, think anything of it. <laughs>
0: I'd maybe stand over Moonlight to see if anything crazy happens. Who's the tall clown?
2: That's Peach Pie.
0: I'm much lower to the
1: ground than I'm used to, so he looks a lot taller from this perspective.
2: Well, you get used to it. Everybody's tall.
1: Out loud, everybody would hear this. So, Peach Pie.
0: Can I tell that it's the dagger talking to me?
1: It's coming from Moonlight. The so, Moonlight saying it? No, no, not Moonlight saying it. It's not
0: like the dagger grows a mouth and says, Page Right, but, but you can tell that the sound is coming from the dagger. With I mean, this sure. thing our ears do called triangulation.
2: Well, ah, I think I his see. question is, is, is he hearing it or is it like telepathic no, in his head? Epic.
0: No, it's it's a physical sound
1: waves like situation.
0: Okay. Hello, dagger. Sorrel. Sorry? No, Sorro. I don't know that word. That's my name,
1: Beach Oh. Pie. Hello, Dagger Sorrel. No. Dagger is not my name. Or a surname. Sorro No L. Hello, Sorro. Like Zorro, but with an S instead
0: that seems like it'd be much harder to carve into things
1: what's a zoro? I, I don't carve things whoever's carrying me does uh, the carving what now? Well, I don't know ask Moonlight what now Moonlight
2: you have been wielded by Drogden for some time now at least as long as I have can remember
1: Drogdon and I have been, oh, perhaps a decade or two.
2: Was it your presence that changed him so? He looked different than he did when I was here.
1: How am I to say what causes any person to change? I do know that he used me.
2: How did you come to be in the dagger?
1: I don't know. Do you remember when you were born, Moonlight? I suppose you probably do. It was dramatic.
2: Yes, and you were there.
1: Most sentient beings would tell you that no, they don't remember the moment of their birth. I do not remember the moment of mine. Not as vividly as you remember yours.
2: I just wasn't sure if you were a being before being put in the dagger, or if you have always been the dagger. As
1: far as I know, I've always been the dagger.
2: As I can sense a soul, I thought... Perhaps somebody had trapped you there.
1: If I'm anything outside of the dagger, I have no desire to be anything else.
2: You do not desire to be something other than something wielded by another person. I'm a tool. Well, I guess as long as you know what you are.
0: Do you do anything other than be a dagger and talk? Oh, why? Why, yes, I have many. Abilities Peach pie I would think so Walking weapons don't grow On trees No that's true
1: Although I think most weapons Aside from staves and Clubs
0: Don't grow on trees True So we've got an intelligent Weapon here guys what do we do with it Sell it I would assume it's evil. Don't and think it's yeah, good, I'm, right? I'm okay selling it. <laughs> okay, so sell.
3: sell it to the bloke down the road who then turns evil and kills everyone. <laughs> <laughs> and
2: then kills, every, kills the whole town. Yeah. Turns out he was a powerful sorcerer that <laughs> hadn't been unlocked. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, wizard, Harry! <laughs> <laughs> Did you have something to do with me becoming me?
1: I'm the glove that in wore to you into your sculpted body.
0: Oh, I thought you were a dagger.
1: Talking about it in the magical sense... ...it's a... plainer thing, Peach Pie. I don't think a sad clown like you would really quite... ...understand.
2: Oh... ...alright then. So you were the... ...conduit to... ...bring my soul... ...to my body. Sure.
1: If that's how you want to put it.
2: Yeah. Well, I guess I should say thank you. You're welcome.
1: Not very often that my wielders say thank you to me.
2: Well, I wouldn't be here without you, I suppose. Though.
1: Technically, that's true. Never been used in that fashion before. We tried doing it a lot afterwards. Didn't quite work out the same way. Something about you is special.
2: Is that... All those creepy little things that followed me around.
1: Ah, <laughs> You saw them? Weren't they disgusting?
2: I'm not entirely sure what to do with you.
1: Well, it sounded for a moment like you may have some sort of sentimental attachment to me.
2: Well, I do worry about what Drogdon did, but perhaps that was oh, Drogdon sh- and not you.
1: Well, whatever you intend on doing
2: with me, I have no intention of leaving you
3: h 5 clinger
2: dude I guess at this time I don't see a reason to get rid of you
0: money what would you like to have happen Swaro me I'm here to see a show we could stab you into the audience right in one of the benches oh
1: well I didn't mean that show but I suppose I would appreciate that as well
0: I completely
2: thought you meant stabbing like, the audience. Person. <laughs> 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 well, Damn! You're just gonna stab someone. <laughs> <laughs> I, I took fuck? a turn.
0: I... Bernard is apparently gone. <laughs> no, <laughs> I was just like boom, like <laughs> into a bench.
3: <laughs> okay, or into someone's
2: heart. Basically. I followed. I, I, I followed. I followed res- when he. I responded as he that way. Finished his sentence, but <laughs> ah. as, as he was going through it, he paused, and it was. Like, like. have you into an audience seat
1: on the bench. <laughs>
0: well, if you're a sentient being, Zorro, then you should have free will. Oh, I do have free will, Peach Pie. Thank you for your concern. Well, that's why I asked what you'd like to do. Oh, sure. I'm staying with Moonlight.
2: I did notice a uh... Certain resonance as we got closer. Wasn't sure if it was you or Drogdon.
1: Who knows? I'm just, you know, a game piece
2: on the board, just like you are. Well, I don't like to think of myself as a pawn in somebody else's game, but I suppose in the grand scheme of things, we are quite small compared to the gods.
1: Well, it's good to see that you already have your own perspective in Shack Moonlight.
0: Even the gods die.
2: As we have found out recently, then I guess we will stay together for now. See where things go.
0: Sounds like a plan. It feels like he's watching you. It's exciting to have a, like, sentient weapon, but also this guy is really boring.
2: (laughs) It's like, I just want to hang out with you. Oh, okay. okay. Okay,
0: um, all right. Like, cool. Hey, dude.
2: And like you said, yeah, it feels like I'm being watched all the time. But hey, I'm a performer. I'm okay with being watched.
1: Like a dream yeah. come true. Not creepy at all. <laughs>
2: wow. I guess he did say he was here for the show. Was there like a scabbard for the dagger on Drogdon at all?
1: Nope. If you want to ask Sora about it, you can.
2: Sora, where where did Drogdon put you? Like I don't I don't see any like scabbard or anything.
1: Oh. Uh Sorrow was never let go in his time with Drogden.
2: Like, that's not like he held you in his in his hand for two decades? Y- y- yeah. He
0: did. Why did he masturbate? With the dagger? Yes. Oh he his must look terrible. That's <laughs> that's <laughs>
2: that's he had two hands, work. right? Uh, I guess. <laughs> That doesn't seem practical. I have other weapons.
1: Drogden wasn't
0: exactly a practical man. That means he could never, like, wash his hands
2: properly. Gross. I feel like we will have to find some sort of sheath for you. Sure. Now that that's out of the way, I feel like we should be leaving. All right, we're leaving are we doing anything? No. What
0: we're going to do is later we're going to come back with some draft horses. and We're going to haul the manticore out of here. Is there any other loose ends we needed to tie up here? We've got the fish guy who might come to see us. We've got the pegasus and the dryad who I think are going to come to see us, right? Hopefully. No, I think
2: the, the, gone. the dryad was, oh, the dryad's dryad gone. was fucking okay. off.
0: The dryad's like, I'm yeah. out of here.
1: <laughs> the dryad <laughs> fucked off immediately, Perfect.
0: Man. Okay, so we've got the pegasus and we've got the fish guy who are going to come to see us. Uh, the, la- the 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 Uh We're gonna come back with some draft horses to get the Manticore, but for now we're gonna go see Andera Pauldrine.
3: Yeah, and the Manticore has food, right? I gave him a body.
0: <laughs> yeah, right, yeah, he there? a body. yeah, there's a body in there. But he's having, so re- he's having some mutton,
3: he
1: he I think you gave him the Saturn. Yeah, so you're like right now, five in the morning, going to Andera's yep. office. Yep, got yep. it. Just wanted to make sure we were super clear we on that. You're gonna
2: sit outside that door until she gets there.
1: When you step out of the gallery, you step into the, the pre-dawn light. There are maybe a dozen people who are standing next to the ticket booth, which is just in front of you as you exit the hev- heavenly gallery. They're all wearing like pajamas, essentially. You've got two halflings that uh, don't actually have legs
0: Oh my god, does that make them two thirdlings? Mm. Uh, they're the
2: dancing quarterlings.
0: Oh Thank god. god. <laughs> <laughs> well the done, dancing quarterlings.
2: <laughs> well done. Yeah, that's yeah, pretty yeah, good. I'm going to call them like the uh, drawn-in quarterlings or something. <laughs>
1: <laughs> One of them is a, a woman who has looks to be an intricate map tattooed all over all
2: over her body. I feel like she's pushing her boobs up to make them (laughs) look bigger. (laughs) It's working. It's It's
1: working. working. (laughs) There's a half orc man who doesn't wear a shirt for his pajamas, and you can see clearly why it looks like. Are these a bunch of gypsies? I'm pretty sure they're a bunch of
2: carnies.
3: (laughs) The gypsies. I don't trust gypsies. Am
1: I a gypsy? Am I, am I gypsy? I say, you
3: know we're at a circus, right? we pretty much gypsies. I'm joining the fucking law.
1: Oh. <laughs> well, Agents of Edgewatch, here we come.
2: Oh, just no just all of a sudden Thank skip to, like, Agents of Edgewatch book three.
1: <laughs> the circus rolls to town. That's what book three of uh, Agents of Edgewatch is called. Circus comes to town. No, the uh, half-orc looks like he has, he has a cleft palate and actually looks like there's like skin grafted membranes attaching his arms to his torso make it look bat-like almost
2: like somebody did That's it to fucked. him
1: like that like they were done like it was surgeries that were done to make him look like that mm-hmm. uh peach pie would know that this is arzo he's in the sideshow as yes, the marvelous
0: bat boy ask how many of these people i know
1: yeah you would know arzo carmine is the uh, the living atlas The dancing quarterlings, there are Hilda and Hera. There's Matchstick Flynn, the tiefling, who, uh, (laughs) as part of his act, uh, Dusklight forces him to light himself on fire. Forces him to light himself on fire? Yeah, yeah. His tiefling resistance doesn't quite... Overcome some of the fire damage that he does. Oh, it's so so like he's
0: got dr six, but every now and then it like rolls a, or dr five, but every now and then it rolls a six. Exactly, exactly.
1: poor exactly. bastard. Exactly. He emulates it himself as part of his act. Then there's uh, the repulsive frog girl. It was literally just a, a small,
0: underfed, bogged. Aww. Uh, who has been abused by Mistress? Stuff-mates. So basically, what you're saying is there are a bunch of abused Refugees. circus performers here. Yes, there's a bunch of abused that Peach Pie probably knows most of them.
1: You definitely know most, if not all of them. But Flynn would be the one that would step up. He would say, "Hey, Peach Pie, see you're
0: still alive." Hello, Flynn. Yes, we are, and Mistress Dusklight. What's what happened? What? She's not. She is dead. You killed her?!
1: There's this cheer that goes up through the, the dozen or so performers that are gathered here. It's quick, and then it dies down really quickly. Almost like there's shame that immediately follows no, cheering no, somebody's it's, death.
2: It's okay. it's okay. You can cheer.
0: I would cheer if I understood happiness.
3: really gotta get out of this phase, Peach Pie? <laughs>
0: Slow process. We've got four more books to go for me to get Beach Pie to where he's for his character arc. So I gotta
2: try plenty to keep it time. slow.
1: Gotta cut plenty of time.
2: <laughs> so, I mean, these people would probably know of Moonlight, maybe not have seen Moonlight, but Moonlight doesn't um, know them. You, you wouldn't know them, and
1: most of them don't know. Uh, one thing that I will point out is that the, uh, the boggered, as soon as you said that Moonlight is dead, she immediately hopped Dusk off. Dusklight. Dusklight. Did I say Moonlight? <laughs> you did. Fuck, Moonlight's Damn dead! Damn it, is
2: Moonlight's what dead now! No! I had 72 hit points, what happened? <laughs> <laughs>
1: it was so
0: sudden!
2: Did I do a Suddenly?
0: Whoops. <laughs> yeah, suddenly, Moonlight's dead. It was um, fucking sore. Oh, so
2: you see a dagger is stuck in Moonlight's <laughs> side. <laughs>
1: As soon as Peach Pie says that Dusklight is dead, the Boggard hops away immediately. Just
2: runs away. Seeing them hop away, Moonlight will be like, Yes, yes, you are all free to do what you wish now. If any of you would like to continue performing, we do have our own circus.
3: And we're going to have a fucking hell of salaries.
2: And might seem odd that Descalate's rivals were the ones that killed her but it's had nothing to do with circuses as much as as you all know Descalate was a bad person. Yeah she was a con (laughs) too too far
0: (laughs) If you join the circus of wayward wonders you won't be abused
3: Unless you want
2: it (laughs) The Vajri's not here anymore Come on
1: Arzo, Arzo, kind of like, he's he's rubbing his his shoulders uh, awkwardly, a little nervously. I don't know where I'm gonna get my painkillers from now, Peach Pie. Uh, the Whiz, stop
2: burning yourself, and you don't need painkillers, do you?
1: No, uh, this is the no, that was uh, the Bat Guy, I think. That's yeah, this oh, is the Bat Guy. Arzo's, Arzo's the the, guy. the marvelous Bat Boy.
3: Does he want to be a Bat Boy?
1: Can I like surgically? Yeah, fix can we him? fix him? you would have
0: to examine him we might more need to thoroughly. get like a restoration spot
3: well i mean is it, i mean does he wish to be a bad boy or are these surgeries done to him like hey bad boy do you want to be bad boy
1: <laughs> it's arzo you know arzo at least you know in passing i suppose you know yeah, arzo bat <laughs> yeah bad boy
0: yeah hey, hey, yes derogatory
2: thing i'm going to call you that now <laughs> <laughs> Why you just get so be?
0: soft?
3: <laughs> <laughs> Are you sick of being a bat boy?
0: Yes. Perhaps we could find a restoration spell to fix you permanently.
3: Or we could make you like a frog boy. Like we can just change it up. People have already seen the bat boy. I
0: don't I don't think I wanna be in a circus
1: anymore. I don't think I wanna be around circuses anymore. Oh I'd still help you if I could. He walks past you all and goes into the gallery. He's gonna off himself.
2: Good good talk. Anybody else? Alright.
1: Kaiman like reluctantly follows Arzo and she says, Dusklight had some of my things. I'm going to go get those now. I think
2: Arzo needs some help. So she follows him. Let's let's make this easier. Anybody that wishes to be part of the circus, come meet us later today at the Circus of Wayward Wonders. If you don't, have a good life, and good luck. And Mulay
1: just walks away. (laughs) Too long didn't read. Thanks, (laughs) fuck off now.
2: Wait, are there any wizards here? I'd like to copy your spellbooks.
1: Wait, hold on, are any of you wizards before you go fuck off? No, there's no wizards in the bunch. Well, after everybody scatters, Flynn is the only one who's left. And he kind of scratches the back of his head with his hand. He just goes, You're not gonna make me light myself on fire, are you? No, Finn. Only when you want to. Can I light you on fire?
0: No, wizard. I won't join if I'm being lit on fire. No fire for Finn.
1: But I can juggle daggers that are on fire. How do you feel about ice? We got a juggler. But my daggers are on fire.
0: We can always use more jugglers.
2: Ooh. They could juggle together.
0: Sure. I don't know. You have good I heard about your juggler. Yeah, the little mouse girl. Kinda talks a lot. Fidget. fidget. We gotta get fidget back in. People love fidget.
1: Um, yeah, he he agrees to join as long as he doesn't have to immolate himself. Just as you agree. <sighs> of a mammoth comes up oh orc lady oh yeah they come up and avor goes well we're ready yeah let's get out of here and she's got trunks on top of her mammoth
2: yes we are headed to the constabulary you would like to head to the circus and ask for the professor he can get you situated he's the old man
1: the, the old fire eater
2: yes long time ago Alright, we'll see you later, then. Never did check out- what is this area down here? Is this like... ...fun and games, like, carnival yeah. game type area?
1: That's the Midway. That's where your, uh, little friend Kagrod came from. The guy who brought the, the guard with him. Bunch of, uh, carnival games, a prize booth, cheap toys, and stuffed
0: animals. Yeah, I wanted a <laughs> stuffed animal and he got me- st- I can't remember what it was, but it was like really fucking weird say you a oh. weird It was like a animal. it was a
3: horse with something it was a weird horse wasn't it
0: I kept it
2: Peach Pie if you don't need an animal maybe you can find one that better suits you here
0: I go do that Can I find the prizes Yeah yeah there's a uh No you don't have there's to a t- prize booth A prize booth okay How many prizes can Peach Pie carry at one time I was going to say, there's hundreds of, like, cheap toys. Each pie just takes as big of an armful of toys as he can possibly carry <laughs> and comes out carrying them. The
1: spell slime nudges the wizard what's up, buddy? and points towards the prize booth. Okay, I'll investigate what's, what's it going for. The magical item is a uh, slide whistle. What kind of check would you like for it? Uh, Arcana works here. 25? This item is called the Marvelous Calliope. Calliope? Calliope. Calliope? Might be Calliope.
0: Calliope?
1: Calliope. 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 A Marvelous Calliope.
2: Once per hour, you play the Calliope, causing it to cast charm on one of the listeners. Interesting. After... He probably grabs his, uh, handful of random toys. Oh, multiple, like, huge armful. Like, he just comes out, just,
0: you can't even see his head. He's holding so many. <laughs> is there any hint of joy? You can't tell, his face is covered by animals. <laughs>
3: <laughs> the one time he's smiling, we don't need to see it.
2: And we will head to the fountain. Okay. Well, we've got a yeah. lot of st- we got a lot of stuff to identify, so we'll just probably sit there and identify stuff while we wait for And <laughs> <Endera. laughs>
1: Pete
0: Fry's just like sitting on the fountain edge, just like holding a ton of stuffed to animals, like arranging them. No, what I do is while I'm sitting on the edge, yeah, I arrange them all like they're looking at me like a gallery, like fucking Lion King beginning style, and I start naming each of them. <laughs>
1: Peach Pie, uh, hero point for being so adorable. (laughs) (laughs) You all are standing
2: outside of the constable's office waiting for Andera
1: Pauldry to show up.
2: I'm sure she's getting used to it, but she walks up. It's all of us, like, Moonlight and the Wiz sitting there, like, staring at these items. Peach Pie is organizing his toys. (laughs) (laughs) And Jeb is just, Jeb is like... Taking a nap or something? I don't know. No, He's bored, he's anxious. I see Jeb like laying against turtle.
3: A
1: lot. A yeah, lot. we we nap a lot.
2: <laughs> There's a lot of, lot of Jeb turtle. Swinging takes
1: a lot out of me. And Dura does show up. She's walking down the cobblestone street through the square. As she gets to the square, she looks up and she stops dead in her tracks. And she stares at you all. Hello. Good morning. Greetings. I see you are all here early.
2: No show last night. No, no, not in the traditional sense. So you've done it.
3: Murder? Yes.
1: <laughs> Please, can uh, we talk in the office? The details. Yeah,
2: we... Certainly. We didn't murder anybody.
1: <laughs> Calm yourself. Please, come to my office. And she, like,
2: Why are you yelling? with
3: yeah, because she
1: like in public yelling. I didn't murder anyone. She pulls out keys. She unlocks the constable door. You know the the doors to the office, and she escorts you all inside. And she's you know, come sit, sit down, sit. Takes off her jacket. She hangs it up.
2: Moonlight stands because they're short.
0: Peach Pie comes in a few minutes later after he's gathered up all of his animals again, stumbling trying to open up the doors with his giant clown shoes. Because his hands are full.
2: And animals with his in his hands. <laughs> his
0: hands are full of the animals.
1: I just I can't help but imagine you're leaving this trail of small toys. Bernard like picks,
0: Bernard picks each one up and puts it back on the top of the pile.
1: <laughs> <laughs> we will not lose one as they
3: fall.
2: No Leave toy. No left toy behind. Behind.
0: <laughs> Door
1: closes behind you. She sits behind her desk. She folds her hands in front of herself. Well, tell me all the details. I see that you do not have Dusk Lake
0: with you. Oh, we actually do. You hear Peach Pie say from behind his animals.
1: I'm sorry, Peach Pie, I can't hear you from behind the stuffed animals Bernard that you're crawls,
0: carrying. Bernard crawls to the front of the pile and pulls out the one that's in front of Peach Pie's face. Oh, we actually do.
2: Yes, yes, um... About that. Uh, w- wizard? Oh, the Catwoman? Yes, the Catwoman. Yeah, pull her out. <laughs> Drop her on the floor. <laughs> just, like,
1: grab the bag from the bottom <laughs> and just kind of shake it out onto the floor. <clears throat> the body slumps there unceremoniously with a thud under the wooden planks of the office. I'm trying to think of what else might come out, too. I can imagine a handful of weapons... Spiked gauntlets, the Grail,
0: twisted desire. With oh, the fucking Grail pops out. <laughs> That's right, no. the fucking artifact we have.
2: Don't, don't mind that. Just like,
0: oh sorry, put Jumped that back in the bag.
2: Put that stuff away.
0: Well, this is
1: all very comical, and she arcs an eyebrow at you. as just stone faced the entire
2: time. Moonlight like gives like one of those like half smells Like eh. <laughs> sorry. <laughs> So sorry, Moonlight. Well,
1: I see. I will not stand for the unnecessary killing of suspects. What happened?
2: How, uh, how, how detailed do you do you want it?
1: All the details, Moonlight. I want all of the details. She pulls out her notebook, gets a quill and an ink bottle, dips it in, and looks at you expectedly.
2: Okay, so we left here, went back to our place went to sleep, and at 3 a.m. we went to the Menagerie. When we got there, Boars and another guard were at the front gates. We told them we were here to arrest Dusklight. They attacked us. They both died. we went in. There was a weird Sederland.
1: Yeah, we're definitely going to do a little transitionary there. We don't need to have Moonlight recap the entire thing. Yeah. And I don't think you're going to, but what I need to find out is, are you lying? About Calkex involvement.
2: I am skirting around the fact of how people died, specifically. <laughs> I
1: see. Well,
2: she allows
1: that all but, the way up to but, but Dusklight.
2: Moonlight also knows that those guards were called <laughs> and they saw the dead Bardast. <laughs> oh, yeah. So I think, like, at that point, Moonlight will be like, we killed the Barghast. Moonlight will, um, will mention the bar guest there.
1: She looks up from, she's furiously writing down every detail that you'll give her. When she looks up and she just goes, there's a Barghast there. Yes. Well, good thing that you killed it. Did it manage to kill any civilians before you took it down?
2: I believe it did kill a few of the circus folk. I feel like she'd probably be more interested in what happened to Joy- before Dusklight, actually.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah, she would be interested like leading leading up to Dusklight. And this so, next part, she's very interested in. If, yeah. when you'll tell we'll, it, obviously.
2: We'll, we'll skip the mammoth and everything. and The wizard has this, this door knocker that we decided to go in the back door, which was make our own. She looks, she she nods her head and just goes, alternate modes
1: of entry. Good idea. She looks up at the wizard with momentary disbelief
2: and then continues to <laughs> right. write. Like he just got a smirk on his face and... <laughs> <laughs> I give her a <laughs> wink. <laughs> um, unfortunately, the next part you're not gonna like very much. Oh? After creating the door, we heard Dericus discussing with one of the other guards that he would fake arresting him when we arrived.
1: And Dara's Face betrays a moment of just absolute shock uh, she does regain her composure quickly, closes the book momentarily, sets the quill down and says, as you know I shared with you prior that I had suspected deception among my, amongst my ranks I really hoped that it wasn't Derekus. do you have any proof that he was there?
2: uh, his, his body is <laughs> laying in, uh, the, in the
0: room corpse. well we've got his badge Oh, Wasn't his right. badge like magical?
2: Yeah. Moonlight M- M- might be holding the badge.
0: She goes, Hold on. You beheaded him.
1: I, who, say, who said. A I, little bit?
2: Who said beheaded? What?
1: How do you behead someone a little bit?
3: I, ch- I just point at my axe and be like, Sometimes it's just sharper than I assume. <laughs>
2: it was a lucky shot. <laughs>
1: Luck, please. She looks at Jebediah and looks at the at the axe. It's a wicked-looking axe, and she nods.
0: We did try to arrest him, but he attacked us.
1: I'm sorry, Rainbow Squirrel. Can you move the? Uh, yes,
0: I've got it. Sorry. Yes. Thank you. We did try to arrest him, but he
1: attacked us. I see. Didn't want to be caught in his schemes, I suppose. The alternate door that the wizard made was surprising to him and he acted hastily well thank you for bringing this to my attention either way she opens up the book again and continues to write
2: the other one got away right we let the other one
0: yeah go? I think the other kill? one left yeah, yeah we, we blinded him and let him out the door <laughs> yeah that's right <laughs>
2: <laughs> He's like pushed he him out closed the door there, there was a second guard
0: Oh, he was
3: a
2: guard. He wasn't a guard. Well? What was oh, he? He wasn't. was he just a stage. Just a circus guy or? He was a bouncer, uh, like like boars. There was a second person in the room that did come to his senses enough to run when we gave him the chance. And Derrickus
1: and didn't t- take up that opportunity.
2: Derrickus did not, and actually, I suppose Duskly was a very similar situation.
1: Oh well, I do need to hear about this as well. I even threw cuffs at her.
2: We attempted to arrest her and she refused and attacked she called a guard like a a paladin or something
1: ah uh, yes uh, do not know the uh, youth's name but I do know that uh, he found himself with Dusklight recently
2: he was very smitten by her kind
3: of
1: a simp kind of
2: completely a simp um, yeah
1: kind of completely a simp
2: he came to incense enough to surrender, not until after Dusklight was dead, but she refused quite directly to give up.
1: So this uh, young paladin will be able to cooperate that. Where is he currently?
2: Uh, sobbing in Dusklight's bed. The last we saw him.
1: He were gonna raises her eyebrows and nods her head.
2: Ah, I see. We destroyed... A masterpiece or something like that Knights.
1: she closes the book I suspect she'll do it for now if we have any questions or if anything arrives from the uh, cleanup of the plot lands are seized and forfeited with the crimes the evidence that you've brought me has been more than sufficient I will say that I am thankful for your service as you're not on the payroll as official constables or deputies, I will waive the taxes for your next couple of performances within Eskadar as a thanks to bringing this evildoer to justice in my city. And also for filling the hole that her entertainment venue closing will inevitably leave. When you say the next few, (laughs) talking like two, three, seven... Let's go for three, wizard.
2: Anyways, it has been a long day, and it's only 6 a.m.
1: I'm sorry. (laughs) It's been a long day. It's 10 a.m. Is it 10? As it stands. Oh, we waited. She, like, like points her mantle on the cloud. Oh, I suppose. Oh, yes, you've been in my office for several hours now.
0: Time flies (laughs) when you're processing witness statements.
2: (laughs) (laughs) It does take a while to write down stuff that happened.
1: She doesn't require anything more of you at the moment,
2: as far as the celestial menagerie goes, I believe that chapter is closed. suppose we will have to find where we need to go from here. I will hand back the uh, the warrant. So, ah, thank you. I believe this is no longer necessary.
1: No, not really necessary at all. She looks down at the body on her floor and she walks to her front door and she catches one of the clerks as they're walking by. Cluck, get somebody in here to come and process Mistress Dusklight's, Dusklight's body, please. And when you guys came into the office, it was uh, you know pretty dead, but now it's bustling, it's busy, people are moving back and forth, paperwork's being filled out and processed and filed.
2: I, I assume her, her opening the door was also like a, okay, now get out of my office. It's
1: basically, yeah, <laughs> she is telling you to get the fuck out, right? He hasn't told you to fuck off yet, but...
2: Well, good day, I suppose, and hopefully we don't have any more reason to speak.
1: <laughs> hopefully not. I do have much work to do, and uh, again, thank you for your service, Tascadar. Goodbye
0: now. As we get up to leave... Bernard, go ahead and give someone. one. I'm sorry, Peach Pie, I still can't hear you. Bernard goes to the top of the animal pile and pulls one off, walks over... Sets it on Andera's desk and says, At ah, Beach Pie, would like you to have this. And then leaves.
1: <laughs> I like when you say Bernard walks over, just like Bernard scampers over. Like carrying
0: an animal that's probably bigger than he is, yes. That's what I'm thinking, too. <laughs>
1: Bows slightly to Bernard and says, Well, thank you, Bernard. I suppose it'll be something to
0: remember you all by. Andera Pauldrine, you are an excellent leader, and this town is lucky to have you. She blushes
1: ever so slightly. Their
3: relationship brewing? <laughs> <laughs> Bernard would just have a,
0: Bernard would just have a lot of respect for like the most obviously lawful good person we've been, we've encountered <laughs> throughout our adventures.
1: <laughs> yeah. Yeah, lawful lawful good as Andera to a T.
2: I think it's time for a nap.
1: Congratulations, party. You're level 9.
0: Now in the interest of trying to keep our episodes caught up with where we are in recording and not bore our entire audience to death, I'm going to summarize a bit of what happens next. Several of the circus refugees we met at the Celestial Menagerie do end up coming to join us. We also finally recruit Fidget's renegade brothers to join us as hands, vowing to protect them from any 'er ne'er-do-wells who may be after them. After we level up to nine, Tyler decides to give us all something cool. Jeb's axe handle, that came from Moonlight's branches, now grows mushrooms that heal when eaten. Peach Pie gets the ability to once per day animate an object to perform a simple task. The wizard learns a few languages and gets the ability to temporarily learn others for 24 hours at a time. And Moonlight's shadow becomes something like a portable hole in which they can store things. We take a couple hours to head back to the now completely cleared Moonstone Hall to return the magical Auradin masks that we recovered from the dead Dusklight. When we return them, the magic of that chamber with the twelve statues seems to return. We find that wearing a mask bestows a temporary and minor blessing to the wearer. We leave them on their correct statues and all is right with the world, or at least with the destroyed temple to a dead god. We decide to run two more shows in Eskadar. We try out some of our new acts and the show goes well. The second one goes so well we manage to double pay out. After the shows, we do a couple upgrades including spotlights and a bigger tent. The professor then approaches Moonlight to discuss our future plans.
1: The uh, professor is there like looking at the, the plot of land. That you guys have, and like scratching his head, and he says to Moonlight, he goes, "I, I don't think there's really enough room for the extra tent here. I- it's a good idea that we do it, but I-, I guess I didn't think about how little space we had."
2: We cleared out a large area. This isn't big enough for two tents.
1: Well, I mean, with all of the the places for the the performers and and all the new animals and and. The wagons the performers have brought in as a retinue that they came with them. We just just running out of space. Do we need to talk to Andera about getting a larger space? I mean, if we want to stay in Eskadar. But that's not really your plan, is it?
2: No, not if we're going to be heroes, as Peach Pie likes to say it. We haven't really discussed this with you yet, but we have some business on the other island.
1: Oh, the Isle of Quarters? Yes. Business. This hero business you mentioned. Well, all right. Do you have any ideas?
2: Or are you guys still deciding where we're going? We have a general area, but we don't know exactly where. The
1: bearded man walks up to you guys all standing around thinking about what you're going to do next. And he... Pants a letter to Moonlight.
2: Is it a cease and desist? <laughs> I don't know. No, no, it's not. <laughs> uh, now, Dusklight's already dead. She can't send us one of those. She can't do that.
1: It's <laughs> uh, addressed to Circus of Wayward Wonders. I figure take this to Moonlight.
2: Thank you. I will take a look. And I'll oh. open it and read it.
1: <laughs> now, you open the, uh, the letter, and it's addressed to the Circus of Wayward Wonders, and inside is a... almost like a flyer in the way that it reads. I don't know if Moonlight would necessarily be able to pick up on the nuances of it, but it basically says the Swardlands are, are looking for a traveling entertainment venue to come and perform in the local farming communities as a attempt to raise the local spirits. And it's, it's really... You know, the people are really nice. Come and see the breadbasket of Absalom. And.
2: It's a tourism guide?
1: Sort of, yeah. Yeah.
2: Advertisement?
1: Yeah. And at the bottom it just says, of the Carrick Grange Oper Vandy.
2: Is that supposed to be a name or something?
1: Y- yes. Sincerely. Oper Vandy. Well, I mean, it would make sense that if we shoot for the big top, we move to the big island. We gotta land somewhere. But Carrick is as good a place as any.
2: Are these locations gonna be big enough for our new tent?
1: Well, he kinda looks and he just goes, as far as the land is concerned, there's definitely l- enough space. It's a farming community. They have fields aplenty. If they okay, want us to go are there gonna be, the be con-
2: enough people to fill oh. our tent? People, for certain.
1: Well, come to think of it, And kind of like puts his hand to his chin. You know, the farming down there makes a lot of money. Absalom's a very big city. Most farmers don't really have a lot to spend their money on. It may not be such a bad idea.
3: This is when we really could have used Savatri. Could afford herself out to the farmers. <laughs> I hate that nobody jumped on that right away. They're just like, what the fuck is this guy talking about?
0: They're very lonely.
2: <laughs> I guess I would need to look at a map to see if this sword lands meets up with where we need to go. Yes. And you could
1: buy a map from town easily.
2: I can't say I've seen too many maps in my life. Not really been important.
1: I can read maps. I'll give us directions on where to go. We go buy a map. Yeah, go buy a map. I have something for you all, actually. Is it a map? It's a map. It's I'm a map. The
2: map. It's a map. I'm it's a map. The map. I'm the map. I'm the map. I'm the map. I'm the map.
1: If you look in the Swordlands in the west, you'll notice there are, like, four Aeon Towers right there. Carrick on the western side in that little inlet. Basically, it's the major port where all of the grain and the produce and everything that comes from here, as far as trade goods are concerned, all go through Carrick. And they get to Absalom by boat, as opposed to over the lands of the uh, Isle of Cortos. Yeah, Carrick is right fucking
2: next to three of the Aeon Towers.
1: And, and, the lanes. and the
0: Swordlands.
2: And the Swardlands. How lands. convenient. Well, huh. Carrick is actually the town that this guy is in, so. Yeah, Opera Vandy's So he's requesting us to come to Carrick.
1: Yes. Swordlands are well known as being in just the perfect spot where they're the growing season is nearly all year round. So therefore they're it's a lucrative business you could say, feeding all the people of Absalom in a place where the crops grow almost indefinitely. That's what you find
2: out about the Swordlands. Sounds like this plan matches up the with the where we need to go, Stone. so... Professor, start packing the bags. Okay.
1: Would you like me to send correspondence back to this opera Sure. Let's
2: just go surprise him. I think Moonlight would send him the correspondence. Okay. <laughs> okay. I'll oh, accept your offer to house our circus in your fair city. Or outside your fair city. <laughs> Make it sound prettier.
1: Yeah, Moonlight's getting better at this.
2: <laughs> it was alright, a nice formal acceptance of the invitation. I suppose
1: you do know what that looks like, being you have a crazy high society score for some reason.
2: I get a thirty one on my diplomacy check. Nice. Make it sound very gracious. It's super flowery. I'm not that kind of tree. And I'm the flowers. whiz. <laughs>
0: <laughs> and the whiz fails his too high check and miswrites it all. Then that also society?
2: Also 31. There you go. Nice. Right too high check. It's solid. We're gonna hire a boat? So, yeah, we're on a boat headed to Kortos. <laughs> I'm on a boat, yeah. yeah. It's I'm going boat, fast, page. yeah. <laughs>
0: Come one, come all, and see the shore's circus from which heroes grow. It's just a coin, or three, or four, now don't you miss a thing. Wayward, the wonders come, to bring us magic and thrills and fun. One day, when the circus is done, they'll take their tent and go. There once was a plant that grew, you see, its name was Moonlight. There, a tree, they learned to dance quite magically and, and scare their foes away. Wayward the wonders come to bring us magic and thrills and fun One day when the circus is done, they'll take their tent and go Wayward the wonders come to bring us magic and thrills and fun One day when the circus is done, they'll take their tent and go Come see the dwarf, his name is Jeb He has a turtle in his bed He dreams of syrup in his head His axe, he swings down low Wayward, the wonders come to bring us magic and thrills and fun. One day when the circus is done, they'll take their tent and go. Wayward, the wonders come to bring us magic and thrills and fun. One day when the circus is done, they'll take their tent and go. A wizard has no name we'll find, he'll her spray when in a bind. His rainbow robes will flow behind him, him as, he as he flies, flies away. Wayward the wonders come to bring us magic and thrills and fun One day when the circus is done they'll take their tent and go Wayward the wonders come to bring us magic and thrills and fun One day when the circus is done they'll take their tent and go Ye merry fools laugh at the clown He wears his makeup in a frown He has a rain cloud for a crown And And Peach pie Pie is his name Wayward the wonders come To bring us magic and thrills and fun One day when the circus is done They'll take their tent and go Wayward the wonders come To bring us magic and thrills and fun One day when the circus is done They'll take their tent and go There is a squirrel and tiger, to a spell slime that came from. A bunch of other cast and crew, a a dead dead monk and dead har. Wayward, the wonders come to bring us magic and thrills and fun. One day when the circus is done, they'll take their tent and go. Wayward, the wonders come to bring us magic and thrills and fun. One day when the circus is done. They'll take their tent and
1: Let's go ahead and say that it takes it takes about three days of travel to get to Carrick. Everybody, tell me what you would be doing on the barge.
3: Uh Jeb and Turl are definitely just down in the cabin the whole time. We do not like boats. <laughs> we don't do keen Jeb to water. Turtle. What's the fortitude
2: it. save we need to make to not be seasick?
1: Uh, let's do a DCs by level, and then your
0: level. <laughs>
2: okay, I will make a fortitude save
0: to see that's if I get sick. That's a mean
2: DC. That's like what, 26 or something like that? For seasickness.
0: I got a 29. I critically succeed not getting seasick. Critically succeed not getting seasick? Yeah, because I got a success, which means I oh, critically right. succeed. That popped up in this I'll last episode, you know I didn't it? I want yeah, I never. which really totally did works episode. for what I just said. Oh my god. <laughs> Jeb, rolling the one. You're sick as shit.
3: I'm just vomiting down in the cabins.
0: Literally everybody else is fine, and Jeb is just hurling his ass off. Orbs don't like it. (laughs) I'm a tree, I don't get seasick. I will make myself four invisibility potions, Tyler. Four invisibility potions? Because why not? You do have that, uh, recipe, right? I do have that recipe. I was looking at my recipes. That's my only fourth level item. And nice. I guess I picked that up for a reason, or maybe we found it. But fuck it, I'll make them. You got the time? All right. Uh, I, gotta I gotta crack out how much for that, that cost right? me. Yeah, and I'll just fucking use assurance. So. so I can make up to level. I can make up to level eight items with my assurance. There you go. Invisibility is level fourth, right? It's a f- uh, fourth level item, correct? There you go.
2: Moonlight okay. does the ringleader thing and just goes around to all of the circus. Performers and hands, and just talks to them and makes sure everybody's doing okay and all that leaders type yeah. stuff, you know.
1: Moonlight, Moonlight, doing the leadership bits.
2: yep so, how's it going? That's good. Uh huh. Yep. <laughs>
1: <laughs> all right, have a good one, Wizard. Do you're not just
2: taking a nap? Uh, sleeps, sleeps uh, for three. Read some books, days. <laughs> read some books. Plays around with the slime. So anything Anyways. interesting happen on our three days? Of cr- <laughs> Absolutely not.
1: While you're traveling the coast on the second day, if you look out over the Isle of Cortos, you can see in the distance an Aeon tower pretty close to the coast. but aside from that, nothing really of interest happens. so as as you arrive in Carrick. It's an interesting little port town. A lot of very large ships port at Carrick. Mostly looks like for transporting goods. Uh, Even as you were traveling along the coast of the island, you ran across many other boats like the one that you were on. Uh, A lot of barges carrying goods around. As you land through the bustle of the town docks, you see a lot of dock workers and the dockmaster bartering with the clipboard and checking people out you see a distinctive figure standing in the middle of the docks and the bustle is happening all around him and he's looking around and when he spots moonlight standing at the top of the gangplank of the ship he stands up and he waves his hands and he's got a cane that he's carrying in the air Oh shit, it's Peter Baelish. Can yeah, we just kill him look, now? It's fucking it Littlefinger. kind does finger. look like Baelish, yeah. I'm assuming he's evil.
2: He's a, he's a guy just made up just by something. Tyler.
3: <laughs> he's evil, obviously then.
2: <laughs> <laughs> obviously evil. Look obviously. at that mustache. It has to be evil.
1: This man is a human of medium height, uh, middling age. He has thinning salt and pepper hair that are swept back from his brow above bushy eyebrows. He has thick mutton chop sideburns and a neatly trimmed mustache above a smooth-shaven chin. He wears the somber, formal garb of a solicitor or an undertaker. The small flower pinned to his lapel is a sullen shade of purple. His eyes sweep the crowd, and when he finds you and waves his cane at you, he starts moving through the crowd towards you.
2: As he approaches... Moonlight activates the ringmaster staff.
1: Tell us what the ringmaster staff does.
2: Well, so the part that I'm using is that, uh, just, like, I mean, it's not, like, the actual activation thing, which, like, allows you to cast some spells. This is just the, uh, part where, while wielding a ringmaster staff, your normal voice can be clearly heard by all creatures within 300 feet, regardless of intervening barriers, ambient noise, although your voice can't penetrate magical silence.
1: So basically you're putting up the megaphone right now in the middle of an open, like a dock, right? Okay.
2: Greetings, citizens of Carrick. We are the Circus of Wayward Wonders, and we have made dock. We hope to be ready to put on a show for you in the near future. Expect to see posters and advertisements up soon. And actually, I will... Uh, activate the staff and use a spell off of it. It's a uh, the cantrip dancing lights, like as I'm like like at the end, like so it like shoots like, almost like like it's fireworks or something.
1: <laughs> nice. Okay, go ahead and give me a performance check on that.
2: Uh, nice.
1: Thirty nine. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking kill it. The whole pier comes to an absolute standstill and everybody is looking at you. You know There were some children who were playing off in the distance uh, and everybody who's staring at you is silent except for the children. The children are screaming in joy and delight and running. They scatter off in different directions after your announcement, uh, almost as though they're running home to tell their parents that the circus is in town.
0: The circus, not to mention the heroes, is slash are in town. Those Aeon Towers are about to get saved, same as these citizens are about to get entertained. But is this Vandy character actually plotting evil, or is he just a friend? Find out next week as we continue the Extinction Curse. And until then, may you have many great adventures of your own. It's your
3: turn.